Welcome back to the What's Your More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and we are back for the final lending update of the year. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Halverson from Bank of England Mortgage. Daniel, as always, great to have you here on the show. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's crazy. We were just talking pre-show. This is obviously our 12th one on the year, but, you know, we've been doing this for about 15 months now, and, you know, these never get old. You always come with great stuff and greatly appreciate the A-game you bring to the show, but we'll kind of do a year-end wrap and talk a little bit of what we've been talking about, and guess what? We're starting to see some of that stuff make its way through the system and do exactly as what we've been forecasting. So, before we get into that, let's start at the beginning of the show. we got some great news and, you know, loan limits and loan product updates. You want to kind of share that with us that are kind of, you know, across the board, no matter what bank, what lender you're using, these these are all holding true no matter where you go. Yeah, unless you've been living under a rock, you're probably aware at this point that <laughs> loan limits went up on conventional loans as well as FHA loan limits. So, uh, like I said, that that was actually announced at the end of November. So, unless you just uh, decided to turn everything off for the month, you're, you're probably already aware of that. But, but um, you know, bring it to the forefront here again real quick and just talk about a couple of things as it pertains to that. And uh, essentially effective now, the loan limit as we move into next year on conventional single-family properties is $766,550. So that's up a little over 40000 from where it was in uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. So as we move into 2024, we're getting a $40,000 increase, uh, actually 5.6% higher than what we saw this year. And uh, we talked actually talked about this a little bit last year, but it is the eighth straight year now of increases after 11 straight years at 417,000. And what was it when you started in this business? Uh, 417,000. <laughs> so, I mean, yep. it was 417. I believe it was 417 for almost, almost like a, it felt like a five, seven, eight year run there. Yeah. Well, it was, it was 11 years. 11, uh, that's why it felt like to, five or seven. <laughs> to, to the point where I just thought that's what the conventional loan limit was, you yeah. know? And then the first time they went up, I was like, wait, these things go up? So, um, you know, it's interesting though, just to see those those loan limits are going up, which that's a nationwide. You know, basically, they're pulling nationwide appreciation data of homes to determine that number. Yeah, so let's talk about that briefly because people ask all the time, like, why do these loan limits go up? Why did they remain where they were for eleven years straight? You know, when I entered, it was like two thirty two and some change. So it, it, there's always this progression that takes place. But let's kind of you know break this down for the audience briefly here. Why do these loan limits go up? It's not just out of happenstance. Yep. Plain and simple because home prices go up nationwide. I just want to make sure I understand that. So the loan limits went up this year because home prices went up this year. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a novel so, concept. You know, you, you, you kind of get where I'm going here with my sarcasm is that it's what we've been saying. These home prices are continuing to rise and extend the affordability and stretch people's wallets, if you may, um, good, bad, or indifferent. It's one of the things we forecasted was going to happen. And this just it's simple supply and demand, right? We talk about that all the time. But, you know, I'll let you go ahead and take back over here. Well, and depending on what forecast you looked at, the 5.6% increase is actually more than a lot of people thought home prices were going to go up this year. Correct. So even the even the people that were, were very pro housing is going to do okay from a value standpoint. Now, from a transaction standpoint, obviously, housing has been suppressed. But mm-hmm. from a value standpoint, actually beating a lot of forecasts here. And, <clears throat> you know, I think that everything's market specific, right? Sure. So if you're listening to this in Jacksonville, you know home prices have gone up. You're listening you're to this in Houston, somewhere else, or you know, maybe Austin, Texas, for example. Sure. Well, maybe your market's not seeing that, but as a whole, this is a sign that nationwide home prices went up by, you know, let's say approximately five and a half percent this year. Yeah. And it's just a good thing um, when these loan limits go up across these different programs. Buyers have more access to more programs to finance a home. So this is good news for for buyers as well that maybe would have to 
try to finance things a different way. They can put 5% down now. And the, the loan limits don't just go up on single family homes. They go up on two, three, and four unit properties as well. So that, that's going to be listed in the show notes. But essentially, you've got on four unit properties now, you've got almost 1.5 million. Uh, 1,474,000 1, is the loan limit on a quadplex. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's wonderful. It's fantastic, and, you know. And there's a, and, and typically, what happens is those numbers come out late November. You know, and that's exactly when this came out. On as you said, coming up on a Tuesday when it dropped yeah. here. Thank, you know, thankfully it did come out on, on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if you want to see these limits and you want to see the links to what we're about to talk about on the FHA loan limits, go to our YouTube channel at What's Your One More with the number one. They'll be in the show notes as well. Um, but if you want the graphs and things that Daniel's put together very nicely here, take a look at our show notes inside of our YouTube channel. They'll be on there. Well, before we get to FHA, I do want to point out how this impacts VA loans. Okay. And we talked about this last year as well, but essentially, uh, when you're talking about the VA loan limits, the way that this will impact VA buyers, if you don't have a VA loan right now, whether you've never purchased time using your VA benefits or whether you've sold it and your entitlement has been restored, if you have no active VA loans, it doesn't really impact you at all because your VA entitlement will allow you to purchase a home up to whatever amount you qualify for with 100% financing. Okay. So if I do not have a VA loan and I want to buy a $3 million house, VA says I can finance $3 million. Now, some investors may have overlays. We won't get into that. But on the surface, that that's what that means. Where it helps VA buyers is if you do have a VA loan on a property that you intend to keep, maybe you get orders up somewhere else, you rent that out, you go buy the next home. Mm -hmm. The higher loan limits mean more remaining entitlement. So you can borrow more without having to put additional money down to go get another VA loan. So these loan limits Huge help. Win for yeah, so these these loan limits really help with subsequent use entitlement. Yeah, that helps our helps our active military, uh, obviously our veterans. That's a big win all around there. So thanks for pointing that out. So as you said, we're going to jump right into FHA, um, and this is real county specific. So if you're listening to this again and you're in another part of the country, you know there's county specifics. We're going to speak to the ones here in Duval and the surrounding counties because that's where uh, that's obviously where this podcast is being done. But again, there's going to be a link to this for FHA. You just click right on there, choose your state, choose your county. It'll give you all the information about that. But Talk to us about what's going on right here in our backyard. Well, FHA, we saw actually a little bit more of a percentage increase, uh, basically a little over 7%, but the FHA loan limit as we move into next year is going to be four, or a 564, 650 in our immediate counties that mm -hmm. we operate in, which is up from 526, 700. So, I just remember, like, I laugh at that because I just remember when I got in the business, FHA, it was such a big deal when it crested, when when the Bush administration, uh, the second one, was in was in uh, office, and they put this sunset rule to offer relief coming out of this financial crisis that we were in, and it took all the, it took basically your FHA loans to three eighty seven five hundred. It was such a big deal, and then it sunset, and the and the limits went back to what they were, which was lower, like three thirteen. And we were like, oh man, how are we going to make it work at three thirteen? And <laughs> here we are sitting at five sixty four six fifty, right. you know, essentially two hundred thousand more than what it was then. And uh, man, it's just it's crazy, but it speaks to what's gone on with property values. Well, an FHA is a product that's really geared towards affordable housing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's geared towards the the working class um, in population. So the fact that in our market, the loan limit is $564,650 tells you that housing is not extremely affordable. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it also tells you what the definition of affordability is now, right? Right, right. It's 564, 650. But, you know, once again, these loan limits going up means more access to more buyers, to have more programs, 
and 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 obviously people to refinance as well. But mm-hmm. it means more access for people to have options when they when it comes to getting a loan. So somebody that doesn't fit into the conventional bucket, maybe the FHA is a better loan for them. These loan limits go up; they have more access to this. Once again, could put as little as three and a half percent down. Um, so it's just a good thing for the market, and and reiterates. And FHA, like you said, is county specific, so right. they don't they don't take a broad brush and say this is the loan limit for everybody. So that just tells you that our market probably appreciated more than the national average, which is why our FHA loan limits are going up more than the as a percentage change more than the conforming loan limits did. Yeah, and I think you know another thing is if you recall. Uh, I think it was like, I, I want to say episode 55. I could be wrong, but we had Chip White on the show who's the director of, uh, you know, Florida housing. And and this is where, this helps out tremendously there because now they can use these loan limits plus additional down payment assistance. There's just a lot of things that go into that equation. And again, that's all geared towards affordable uh, housing. And, you know, it's great because this helps out builders too because as builders try to build those affordable housing, now they get higher loan limits to kind of, you know, offer more product there as well. So um, all good stuff. So, hey, we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. And uh, we're going to talk about the remaining year and what's to come in 2024. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. The team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. All right, so Dan, now we got some great things that we're going to offer our audience here. And I love what you did here in this little note. He's actually going to give you guys some great insight, but more importantly, some free tools that you can use. Again, no, I sound repetitive. They'll be in our show notes at What's Your One More on YouTube channel. Check those out. But Dan, what are some of the free things you're going to offer our audience today? Well, as we move into 2024, we're working on a, a number of different resources. To the, the goal is to be able to provide this information to potential buyers to help educate them before they're maybe to the point where they want to go apply for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a few different resources in here regarding you know basically quick way to boost your credit score. Love it. Um, all of the ways that I could think of within reason to buy a home with no money down. Okay. Say within reason, if I forgot something, I'm sure I'll hear about it. But <laughs> I think that we cover a pretty pretty wide range of ways you can buy a home with no money down. Mm-hmm. Just from an education standpoint, uh, you know, the down payment, purchasing a home is always the big sticking point. Yep. We still hear people say, I thought you needed 10%, 20%. So, and some of these are outlier scenarios, but we just wanted to throw the cards on the table and say, for cash-strapped buyers, here's all the ways you could potentially make this happen. And then as we uh, continue to be in a low inventory market, we've got some resources on renovation loans. Some of them are more uh, real estate agent-centric. Some of them are more buyer-centric, but but resources where you could quickly explain to somebody why you would look at a renovation loan, what does it entail, try to break it down in simple step-by-step so that, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that renovation loans years ago were much harder to do. Yeah. So if you've been in real estate for a long time, you probably have a stigma around renovation loans that they're not a fun loan program. <laughs> and, and they're always going to be more work, right? Because you are inherently doing more work. 
but they have become a lot more streamlined. There's a lot of um, nuances that that have become easier. So sure. just a resource to help buyers become familiar with that and, mm-hmm. and be comfortable with that in the event that they're looking in areas where there's some great neighborhoods in Jacksonville where the homes were built in the 90s and those homes need some updates, right? Right. So just a resource there that the people can use and then really more so the last couple of things are a couple of kind of little quick quizzes that we put together to, that could be shared with buyers to uh, maybe give them some very uh, surface level is now a good time for me to buy a home based on just basic, some basic questions. Mm-hmm. And then a quick way for, for a buyer to walk into based on what I'm looking for, what types of loans are out there for right. me. What's available. And once again, these are kind of resources. If you're a real estate agent listening or a lender, these are resources that are kind of geared towards, I'm, I'm ready to start a conversation, but I'm not ready to go all in yet, right? right. Willing to talk to you, don't want to date you yet. Yep. So uh, <laughs> just some, some resources to to help provide helpful information. And we get these questions all the time. I mean, these questions all the time are, are how do I fix my credit? Is now the right time to buy? I mean, what program do I even qualify for? What programs are available? These are stuff that we get all the time. And it's nice that you're putting that at the tips of really the consumer's hand to use and say, listen, let me kind of, like you said, ease into this, get some ideas. And, you know, if you're a real estate agent, what a great opportunity to share those with your prospective buyers as well. All free tools, man. Thanks for bringing that up. Definitely appreciate it. Anybody that checks it out, we'd love to get feedback. So, you know, come find us and tell us what you like, what you don't like. We're obviously striving to make these very uh, consumer-friendly tools. So the more feedback we have, the, the easier we can do that. Yeah, it, it's actually some of the first ones I've ever seen like this. So very cool. Check it out on our YouTube channel at What's Your What More. Dan, can't thank you enough for being on the show. Yeah, outstanding as always, my friend. You got it, man. Absolutely. If you like what you're hearing here, please five-star review this podcast. Uh, check us out specifically on Apple. If you'd five-star review it and leave a comment, we'd greatly appreciate it. But we're also on Spotify, Amazon, and Google, as well as YouTube. And check us out on our socials at What's Your What More. Till the next time, we'll see you at the next episode of What's Your What More. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put them all into it, yeah